Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Ask the Lord to give you a soft heart tonight that you may be able to receive from Him, from His Word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for your great blessing, your Word to us, Lord. Your spirit, Lord, your life. Have mercy on our soul. Oh God. Oh God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy Spirit, what a great blessing you give to us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to, um, don't turn, just listen. All right. Now, today I want to talk about softening the heart. Hallelujah. Now, Job 23, verse 16. Let's read it. It says, For God maketh my heart soft. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And the Almighty troubleth me. Amen. Amen. How many want God to make your heart soft? Sometimes your heart is hardened. All right? And it is important for us to understand when our hearts are hardened. So tonight, by the time we finish, I want you to be able to see whether your heart is hardened or whether it's soft. What's the title of my message? Soften my heart. Soften my heart. Amen. Amen. And the Lord said unto Moses, just listen to me, you know, sometimes you write, you feel that by writing it's going into your heart, but it's not going. Hmm? So listen, sometimes you should listen more than writing. All right. He said, and the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand. But I will harden his heart, and he shall not let the people go. Yay. And in chapter 7, again, verse 3, he tells Moses, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. And many times God said he will harden Pharaoh's heart. So sometimes as a believer, when somebody is not listening to you, don't become so worried. Because maybe God has hardened the person's heart so that the person will not listen. Okay. 
and not yield and not obey and that's why the bible says that we should thank god for all our leaders including the so-called bad ones because god has hardened their hearts so that he will make us poor so that the whole nation will be poor so that we all pray to god and then we all join the church and then we all be christians what do you think Uh, they don't listen they don't obey they don't flow so because the, the bad leader it was God who had hardened his heart is that not so but apart from God hardening or softening your heart you can also harden or soften your heart amen in Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 7 it says, if there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. Or Psalm 95 verse 8 says, harden not your heart, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation. Are you listening to me? Yes. All right. Now, all through the book of Exodus, you see God hardening the hearts of Pharaoh, leading to what? His destruction. So, brothers and sisters, if you don't get anything from my message, the main thing that you should get tonight is that if your heart is hardened, it will lead to your destruction. What do you think? It's true. That's why I'm preaching about soften my heart. Whether you soften it or God softens it, it should be soft. It is not good to have a hard heart. A heart which does not yield. A heart which does not flow. A heart which does not learn. A heart which does not understand. Now, the heart is like where you think. And where you feel you know so when God said our heart in his heart and he will not let the people go it's like God is saying that I will stiffen the thinking may all stiffen thinkings be removed will you have a hard heart Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Will you have a hard heart? Are our hearts hardened? Are you soft before God? Give me volume, brothers and sisters up there. Are your hearts soft? Are they hard? Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. <laughs> is it not a good message so far? Good message. What else do you want to hear? It's a good message. Once the Bible has been read, we are blessed. It's powerful. It's powerful. 
You know that in the natural, when your heart, the blood vessels in your heart are hardened. It's, it's something we call atherosclerosis. Sclerosis, sclerotic. So the blood vessels are hardened and lined with things. And they can either burst easily. You see, and as you grow older, they become stiffer. So they are not so flexible. That's why the blood pressure climbs as you are growing older. Things are becoming stiffer. Something that was flexible. Now it is stiff. So a young person find the blood pressure will be normal, but as he's growing older, you the things are becoming stiffer. It is real. And as things are becoming stiffer, it's moving more towards danger. Where something will burst. Because when the thing is stiff, instead of when it presses you, you just go like this. Like this. If this is the blood vessel, when the thing is coming. Like that, you just when a wave comes, you just flow, flow, flow in the wave. But when you are stiff, come on. When the thing comes, it can't move you, so it has to break you. When you are proud, you shall be broken. Look. When you see something that must pass over, let the day pass over quickly. <laughs> Look, there was a brother. He was in the church. And the pastor was preaching. And he was saying, You, you are going to be my pastor in Amsterdam. Shouted, Amen. This one, you are going to be my pastor in Holland. Shouted, Amen. You are going to be my pastor in New York. Shouted, Amen. And he pointed to this guy and said, you are going to be my pastor in Togo. And he said, Still on you moving. 
It's like me, I don't run away from people. Me, I don't fear people. I don't fear you. There's a lot of fear in the house. Me, I don't fear you. The stiffening heart and the pride, do you see, of unyieldedness leads to your destruction. One day, I was in my house, and then I sparked my car. I sat in the car, the children were in the car, and I sparked the car. Room, room, room. And I press the accelerator. Room. Room. Then I think Daniela or somebody was not there. So I blew the horn. Pepe, come quickly. Room. Room. And I was in the car. The engine was on. I was waiting. Da. Then they came. And they sat in the car. And I changed the gear. Room. And I started driving. Then, as I was getting, just as I was getting to the gate, then the man who opened the gate started looking. Oh, oh, oh. I said, What? What is happening to my car? Then he said, No, on the floor, there was a cat lying under my tire. But when I sparked my car, room, it's like you there. I don't move. I can't be moved. Oh, I know you will die. You will continue to be unmovable in the system. Unteachable in the system. Continue to be unteachable and bendable. So I tell you. It died. It was dying. When I came out, they had buried it. I sparked the car. You are under the car. Room, room. You are still under the car. Can't you see? Oh, oh, oh. I play with it. Lower the volume now. Lower the volume. Don't be stiff-hearted up there. So when you have a stiff heart. Even in medicine, you are getting towards an explosion Mercy. which will burst. And when it bursts, you die. Heart attack. Or it will even constrict or close up. Or it burst in your brain. So heart, the heart should be very soft. So as I'm telling you about softening your heart, even in the natural, it leads to the, your, 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 your extermination from the system. People that I have moved with for years are exterminated by means of hardening of their hearts. That's why sometimes I like to go and preach at other branches. In the, oh yeah. Today I went to preach somewhere. After church, they were all taking pictures. And I said, this is my cathedral people. 
even they will not even they see they will even video me if they see me passing outside i was more than the president of america <laughs> just here in accra i was more than the president of america hey photographs they were receiving the word fully may your heart not be hardened amen, amen. Oh, you don't understand the message. Try to flow. Try to understand things. When they are explaining, you cannot understand. If ever your boss tells you that you don't understand, Charlie, it's, a, it's one of the wildest things. It's like he's, he's dealing with somebody who doesn't have to understand. Because I have people that I work with, I know they don't understand, so I don't say certain things. Or even explain. But when I explain, I know this man, he will not understand. So I shouldn't explain. I'm wasting my time. When you don't understand things, you are... It's difficult. Are you not blessed? I think we even we can close. Huh? Okay. Mark. Let's go to the Bible. And immediately, verse 46, he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side to Bethsaida while he himself was sending the multitude away. And after bidding them farewell, he departed to the mountain to pray. Verse 47, Mark chapter 6. When he was evening, the boat was in the midst of the sea, and he was alone on the land. And seeing them straining at the oars, for the wind was against them, at about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea, and he intended to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed that it was a ghost and cried out. For they all saw him and were frightened. But immediately he spoke with them and said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them and the wind stopped and they were greatly astonished. Are you there? For they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves. But their heart was hardened. Which is not possible. Mercy. They had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves. For their heart was hardened. They had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves. For their heart was hardened. Are you listening? That means that even though he had multiplied 5,000 loaves, he had fed 5,000 people, and they had seen him doing the thing like magic. Collected 12 baskets. They had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, for their heart was hard. Rich mercy. 
they had not gained any insight. You see, God is expecting us to gain insight from so many things that happen in our lives. He's expecting us to gain understanding and see things from things that happen around us. We are supposed to gain insight. But some of us, we look at the thing and we don't understand what we are seeing. You see anointing, you don't understand anything. You see orangus, it doesn't mean anything to you. You see things happen, but it doesn't occur to you. And you don't get insight from the different incidents that happen all around in your life. When something happens, God is expecting you to gain insight. You see my book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, I gain insight from the incident of the loops. Any orangu I have in my life, I gain insight from the incident of the loops. Because my heart was not hardened. And you will never gain insight because your heart is hardened. When your heart is hardened, the thing will be happening. Things will be occurring. But it doesn't... I mean, you don't see the relevance of it. Like this guy that I told you about. When the revolution came, and they were coming to investigate the office. They had one of their brothers who was a patrol, <laughs> a, a Down syndrome. He had Down syndrome, which is a mental retardation with certain features. Like they like music, they are very friendly, they smile a lot, they, they befriend everybody. So when the soldiers were coming, they appointed their brother as the managing director of the firm. And they put him with a suit, with a tie, the suit and everything. And he was there, smiling. <laughs> so when the soldiers came and they did their gun, he was But you know, he had no, he could not gain inside when he saw the guns. Of the guns and of the uniform and of what was happening. What I'm telling you is a real story. Pachuno. Proper. Do you know Pachuno? I think there's a tape called Pachuno. So when he saw that, open their mouth. It was flowing happily. But I didn't understand the meaning of all these guys. So my brothers and my sisters, in a church, in your life, when you see your mother and your father's marriage, you must gain insight from the incident of the loaves. Eh? You mustn't say, you see, it is you are dull, your heart is hardened when you don't gain insight. 
If you see your mother and your father fighting and killing themselves, forgive. You must gain insight from the incident of the news and know that you are not better. You are not greater. You are not different. It should calm you down. You should gain insights. When you see grown-ups, things happening, you see a pastor is getting divorced, you should gain insights. So that this thing, there must be certain things that I don't know. And you must gain insight not to talk like an idiot or like a fool who just speaks about things. You don't understand. When things happen, you must see. And every day, if your heart is soft, you will learn something. You see, one day, I was talking to some of the people that worked for me, and I was saying to them that you are falling short of the work that I gave you to do. And in fact, by seeing their work, I understand that word have fallen short of the glory of God. It's like the glory is here. When you fell, you fell here, and the glory was there. You didn't reach at all. So I said that, based on that, as I was dealing with them, I gained insight into my own life. I said, I too, I must be falling short of the calling and of the glory of God for my life. Because everybody around me who works around, I can see how the person is falling short. I was gaining insight by looking at something. But you see, some of you, when you see something, it doesn't speak to you. One day, one of our pastors came. My secretary brought them. They sat down. He said, oh, I'm your... I'm, and who? I said, who are these? He said, oh, this one is Lord, and this one is uh, Sydney. He said, oh, who are they? He said, oh, he's a... Uh, the pastor in Kokrobite, and this one's the pastor in Atiku. I said, Yeah, you are a lighthouse. Pastors? I said, Yeah. I said, How many people do you have? So we have 70 people come on Sunday. So I'm almost getting to 100, so 70 people. I said, Yeah, lighthouse. So, yeah. We are soaking the tapes, we are doing, we are doing the work, Kokrobite, Atiku work. I came inside from the incident because. I said that these people are working on my behalf oh, in the name of lighters, but I don't know them. So I said, right, but I don't know you. I don't know you. That's when I understood that verse when Jesus said, many will come in my name and say, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for my Jesus, but I don't know you. Because I've never understood that. How can somebody work for you? You don't know the person. But that day I gave insight. That day, that's when I gave insight from the incident. But when your heart is hardened, things will be happening again and again and again and again and again. You'll never see. When you see somebody who has come to occupy a place and has been cast out as an orangu, one day Pastor Robert said something. Pastor Robert Dodo, he said, after we had been dealing with so many orangus and so on, he said to me, Dad, Bishop, whatever. He said, one thing that I have seen is that as for Judas, it looks like there will be a Judas. But I think the thing is that you have to pray that it will not be you. 
Because sometimes when you look at the type of people who have turned into orangus, you ask yourself, you, do you have as much commitment as that guy? Or that person, you do have as much energy and zeal and words and love and whatever as that person. And today, look at where the person is. <laughs> the egos do it this way, you do this way. Uh, is it true? This way. day Reverend Saki or his wife somebody went to town bought some plates I told you last week when she came to the house she shared the plate this for Jude this for Jeremy this for Joel this for daddy this for mommy and this for the dog he gained insight as soon as he saw them sharing the same plate same color same price one for dog one for master one for child he realized that this plate, eh? any of the plates could have been used for the master, any of the plates could have been used for the dog. So if God has chosen you to use you to preach in Kaswa, or to preach in Germany, or to preach in Accra, or to preach in Togo, or he has not chosen you at all because the plates that were chosen, some were left in the shop. Another, another, another pastor, I called him and I sent him to somewhere in the water ready to go and be a missionary there. He told me he was driving to the area and he saw, you see those clay pots? Clay pots, the ones they sell, a lot of them by the roadside, colorful ones. He said as he was driving, he saw the lot of the pots by the side. 
and the sun had beaten them the rain had beaten them and then somebody stopped and bowed and said give me this one and he said that a vessel eh, you can be in the sunshine in the rain you will never be chosen you will never be unless you are chosen and selected that you will be used you will stand in the rain you will stand in the sun you will stand in the dust you will stand in the weather you will never be used unless the, a merciful choice chooses only you in particular out of everybody oh. and that's how the work of god is and that's why if somebody says you'll be my pastor in togo and you say then my friend you don't understand the work of God. That you have been chosen. Can't you see? If God hadn't chosen me to work for him, where would I be? Think about it. I don't think you like to think about it too much. Because you would think about too many bad things. I'll be a very bad person. The grace of God. So when I'm working for God, it's not a right. I, I have no rights. When I hear somebody like John Wesley, when he's about to die, he starts to write. He said, Chief of sinners I am. Is it in your book? Huh? No, this was before when he was not going to die. This one when he was 51 years old. The waiter one when he was 80 something, when he wrote it, just about two years before he died. That's why he wrote it, said, I'm the chief of sinners. You, you feel confident and good. John Wesley was not feeling confident. <laughs> I don't know if on Tuesday I'm going to be talking about cleansing by the blood. Cleansing by the blood. When we go into cleansing, that's when you are going to see the things that make us need cleansing on a daily basis. Even in the Bible, when a man has copulation or sex, he's unclean till the evening if it were not for the blood we cannot stand in the presence of God <laughs> are you listening to me they have not gained any insight from the incident of them. You are a president, you come into power. Eh? Or even a politician, you look at them. One of the reasons why I would not like to work for the government is because they will give you conditions that will make you a thief. And when you have been forced to steal, they'll come and arrest you and throw you into prison. With your pay of 900,000, as a minister of whatever, you are signing documents for $29 million, $40 million, whatever million dollars. But people have not gained any insight. But you see, sometimes some people gain insight. That's why it's difficult to catch them. They are thieves, but they are clever. They have gained insight. How to steal. When they saw General Champion being shot, General Akufu, they came inside from the incident of Teshi Range, Teshi Shooting Range. And they have learned how to steal without being caught. Mercy. 
But you see, we must gain insight. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Some of the things that happen, God has intended them to happen. To soften our hearts. Amen. Not even to soften our hearts, but to show us insight. Amen. You see, one day I went to Tulsa. Kenneth Higgins Jr. said last week, I buried one of my pastors, 29 years old. I gained insight. I realized that a 29-year-old pastor can die without explanation, if you don't know. I gained insight. But tonight, to conclude, I just want to show you one thing that in particular is a sign of a hardened heart. How many want to know that thing? Just one thing. It's a concluding remark. You see, one of the signs of a hardened heart is you don't learn. You don't learn. You don't gain insight. You don't seem to see. You don't seem to gain understanding, knowledge. You don't seem to appreciate or understand. It's not that you are, somebody may use the word, he's not intelligent. I don't believe he's intelligent. It's the hardness of your heart. It's not intelligence. It's not that you are not intelligent, but you are hardened in your heart. When they talk, you don't hear. Try to gain insight. Are you listening to me? Mark chapter 8. In those days, again, there was a great multitude and they had nothing to eat. So he called his disciples and said to them, I feel compassion for the multitude because they have remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their home, they will faint on the way and some of them have come from a distance. And his disciples answered him, Where will we find enough to satisfy these men with bread here in a desolate place? And he was asking them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. And he directed the multitude to sit on the ground. And taking the seven loaves, he gave thanks and broke them and started giving them to his disciples to serve them. And they served them to the multitude. Verse seven. They also had a few small fish after he had blessed them, he ordered these to be served as well. And they ate and were satisfied, and they picked up seven large baskets full of what was left over of the broken pieces. How many were fed the first time? 5,000. How many were fed the second time? How many loaves did they have the first time? Five loaves. And how many fish? two fish the second time how many loaves did they have seven loaves how many were fed with the seven loaves four thousand how many baskets were left after feeding the four thousand seven baskets all right seven large baskets full of what was left over verse nine and about four thousand were there and he sent them away how many listen how many are ready to hear what it means to have a hardened heart one particular thing don't be angry with me when i show you how many will be angry with me when i i, I read it huh if you are angry with me i won't read it okay because i don't want to annoy you it's sunday today is sunday 
immediately he entered the boat with his disciples and came to the district of Dalmanuta. And the Pharisees came out and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And signed deeply in his spirit. He said, why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. And leaving them, he again embarked and went away to the other side. Everybody say the other side. Verse 14, and they had forgotten to take bread and did not have more than one loaf in the boat. There are always some people who forget things and we are all in trouble. Verse 15, and he was giving orders to them saying, watch out, beware of the living of the Pharisees and the living of Herod. And they began to discuss with one another. Are you there? The fact that they had no bread. <laughs> Verse 17. Let me read it to you from my Bible. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you discuss the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet see or understand? Do you have a hardened heart? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? Do you not remember hey, when I broke the five, five loaves for the five thousand? How many baskets full of broken pieces you picked up? Then he said to them, Twelve. And when I broke the seven for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of broken pieces did you pick up? And they said, Seven. And he was saying to them, Do you not yet understand? Are you listening to me? I'm sure you don't understand the message, but I'll share it with you. Shall I share it with you? Listen. Jesus was warning them about the living of Pharisees. In other words, he was warning them about the doctrine of the Pharisees. But immediately, their mind went to food. Again, that they have no food. Everything the mind comes to, we have no food. We have no money. We don't have enough. We won't survive. And Jesus said, why? Why? Why are you like that? You don't believe you don't believe I can take care of you. Listen. The sign of a hardened heart is someone who does not believe that God can take care of him. No matter what God does, he does not still yet believe that God can take care of him tomorrow. God can take 5,000 of a shake. You will not believe. He can do it again. Should in case you thought it was just a slip of tongue. Or a slip of hand. Forgive. He'll do it again. Forgive. So that you see that it's real bread that yes. is multiplied yes. in our hand. And yes. see. You cannot believe that God can provide bread for you tomorrow. A 
every message you hear, you hear bread in it. Every message, as far as you are concerned, is concerning multiplying, I mean, getting money, bread, and other things, earthly things for survival, is the only understanding you have about this life and about anything from the Bible. Your heart is hardened. I have seen many hardened hearts in this church. They have seen how God has taken care of me in the ministry since I threw away my medical profession and trusted God. But still, they cannot believe that God will take care of them. Okay, if so be the case, Reverend Saki and then Pastor Eddie have also trusted God not knowing what will happen tomorrow or whether the future will be bright or sunny or rainy and still they cannot trust God so every message you preach and everything is twisted with how will God give us bread to survive tomorrow and things to do with bread they only see and understand things to do with Survival and money and bread. Oh, it's true. It's true. That's why I said I don't want you to be annoyed when I'm preaching. Not only that, but they have seen others also come and work in the ministry for years. And that the, the people who have worked in the ministry have not grown lean. Their skin is not finished. Their bones are not finished. And they have seen more but still. When you talk with them, they will ask, well, how many loaves do we have for the journey, for tomorrow? Do you have any loaves? How can we get loaves in the future? So what analysis have you made for future loaves? So will our children have loaves? So will our children have fish? So do you think you can explain how tomorrow's loaves will be provided since this and that? Do you have insurance for loaves? And they will be asking a thousand questions. Even though a miracle has happened. Five thousand have been fed. And another one. And another one. And another one. And another one. Still. They will be interrogating you about loads. So where will you get certain loads from? We have had people who have jumped out of their high profile jobs in banks, in hospitals sold their hospitals, sold whatever, giving themselves to ministry. And yet you see people, still, you see that the people who have jumped out and they are still smiling, some of them are still happy, not that some of them, they are still happy, they are flowing. And then when you talk to them, they'll say, eh, so what about loaves? Will we get loaves? Tomorrow's loaves? How about next week's loaves? Friday's loaves? December loaves? 2007 loaves? Your heart is so hardened. You can only trust an unbeliever managing director of an unbeliever company, a satanist, or an unbeliever. You can trust him more than you trust God because your heart is hardened. We have sent missionaries to Nigeria. They haven't died. They haven't died. They come and they go. And you see that they are blessed. They are happy. They are flowing. Why is he not from Lagos? He is here. Are you there? Come. Come. Are you there? I'm alive. Uh, you are alive. I am very alive. Very alive.
You have seen them coming and going and coming and going. You ask, you are asking. <laughs> so when we get certain laws and you see you haven't thought of everything. Yes. We haven't thought of everything, it's true. We have thought of Jesus. We have thought of Jesus. We are trusting Jesus. We are giving our life to Jesus. We are believing that God will take care of us. You saw five. You saw five. Huh? You saw what? Five rows being divided. Five thousand rows and twelve baskets left over. Peace. We saw it. Peace. And we saw seven rows. Four thousand. They said Peace. about living and the doctrine not immediately your mind is how will we get whatever when you see Jesus doing wild supernatural but they have not gained any insight from the incident of the law from their heart was hardened you have no trust for God what is our security what is our future our future is God you think John Wesley and others were trying to get many things on this earth? We have preached a completely different type of message. Eating now, today, when we have to preach the real gospel, I was telling you God that if I am radicalized, I'm now going to become an extremist for you to understand. Eternity and God, the Bible, what God says. I'm talking about radicalized. They have shared the loaves. Who believe you? Okay, I will share another one. Still, you are doing calculation. Every message you hear it differently. This how when somebody's heart is hardened. When you love the person, you tell the person he will go and wish it. When I went to church, when I went, he called me as and he insulted me. He told me that this is that's how they talk because their heart is hardened. They hear love. As insults, they see everything in a perverted, different way. If the heart is added, you can't minister anything to them. That's why it's better not to advise such people. Or talk, or speak, or maybe open your mouth, or say what you think. Don't trust God. Eh? You have to get to the place where you, when God says, I will take care. When we go and go sing, they say, God will take care. Then we'll all believe that. No, we don't believe that you will take care of you believe I will take care of myself one day I, I spoke to one of our pastors I said to him would you not like to serve the Lord I said God, God will, you'll be okay God will take care of you then he said, Bishop, can I, can, I, can I say something? I said, say, say. Say, don't be afraid, say. He said, you know what he said? He said, is, is, is it not only you who is okay in the church? Is it not only you who is okay in the church? 
and realized that his heart was hardened. He could not understand, he could not see. He had not gained insight. Let me tell you, there are people who say, I once invited people to come and work in the ministry. One person said to me, but pastor, your father has money. That is why you are doing what you are doing. Your father has money. Even if you don't work, you'll get money. Your father has money. From the day that I entered into full time, my father, he gave me money when I was a student. From the day that I entered into full time, my father never gave me even one CD again. That was the end. He said, do what you want to do now. Yeah, that was the end. Finish. I was on my own. Never gave me anything. Never bought anything from me. Never did anything for me. And that was it. From the day that I finished school and I said, now. And I said, this is what I want to Then do it. That's all he said. Then do whatever you want to do. And I looked to God. 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 Take care of me. Take care. I was doing business. I was a sun and stone contractor. I, I was supplying sun and stone when they were rehabilitating Temahabo. My truck was working. Bedford. At the end of 1990, God said to me, Stop it. Stop any form of business or any form of activity other than the ministry. Don't get any, any kind of business again at the end of 1990. And trust me. Hey! God spoke to me in my heart. Some of you, even, he can't even speak. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. I mean, if he tries to open his mouth now, you will slap him just now. How I many have seen people cry? If you open your mouth, I'll slap you. That's what we tell God. If you open your mouth, I'll slap you just now. Look, how do you do the thing? It goes like this. So it's two times. If it's serious, you do twice. And then he goes to the side. <laughs> Make sure you throw that thing to the side. Money matters. How will you live? How will you survive? God said to me, move from this old hardened cats who lie under the car when you are sparking they will not move and go and find the young ones and the young ones who believe they believe a lot of things and find the young ones who are sitting behind and talk to them they, they believe they, they believe leave the old hardened hearts mercy so Charlie how what do you think your heart is hard or is soft are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Sometimes when our heart is our heart is hard, God will give you. Come. Are you a man or a woman? Ah, I thought because of your dress. So God will give you blows. Where is your heart? It's here. Blows. 
to soften your heart. So by the time you say, ah, God will say, Do you love me? Please, I love you. <laughs> so sometimes when people are going through things, allow them to suffer. You are not greater than God to interrupt softening procedures. Softening procedures that have been sent to soften your heart. Mercy. 4,000 are fed. They don't believe. Listen, I thought it was a mistake in the Bible. I thought maybe Matthew wrote 5,000 and Mark wrote 4,000. But it's in the same Mark that he preaches, he speaks 5,000, then at another place, speaks 4,000, then he refers to it that when I fed 5,000, you didn't see. And then after I have fed 4,000, it's still anything I say, you think of money. When I send you, you talk about money. When I say full time, you talk about money. When I say come to church on Thursday, you talk about your work, you talk about money. Everything is related to money, survival, how, transport. Will you give me transport? Will I get this? Will I do this? Will you have. Oh! Forgive me. But the greatest example so I see is a full time. I've seen people coming full time. Still, people don't. I employ nine doctors in the church. Nine. Still, and five lawyers. Still. You will see carpenters who are doing So, we will be able to. We'll be asking you a question. If a doctor has been able to survive, you a carpenter, a trader, fisherman. May your heart be softened. Stand to your feet. Let your hands to the Lord. Look. Money. Money, money, I tell you, your attitude towards money shows whether your heart is hard or soft. And survivor, lift your hands. Trust Him. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. Jesus, thank you for your blessing. Oh, Jesus. Mando cabele zumarele meshine el bene merezen. Hola la 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 la
mande parallelo shamane bele sire che mare di non dalla parola ma mande le dite che vuole bene look at me everybody people have seen me sending somebody like pastor kakra to kumasi he didn't used to live there it has been well with him he's blessed but people cannot still believe in god that it will be well they've seen us after 10 12 years <laughs> they've seen us sending people to takradi still they've seen us sending people all over tamale patrick he's been there for more than 10 years in the north when you see him here he's a happy man he's so blessed people go there for honeymoons and still people don't have faith that if you are sent somewhere it shall be well with you as you serve god and join the work our hearts are truly hardened may your heart never be hardened in jesus name lift your hands to him father i pray for the multitude that is here tonight oh god oh god oh my god my god my god my god Help us to trust you, Jesus. Help us to believe in you, God. Help us not to be like Pharaoh who was so hardened, hardened and hardened and hardened and hardened. We give ourselves to you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Balari salari salabro celebre sabarandele. Let me ask you a question. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Do you trust him? I see a blessing coming into your life tonight as you trust him. Jesus, touch our hearts. Let our heart be softened. When we hear the sound of the horn blowing, and the engine running help us to understand what it means and not to say we don't understand help us not to say that we didn't understand what it meant we didn't understand what it all meant like the proud cat who could not understand that it meant it was time to move oh god soften our heart For there's no other way to be happy and Jesus to trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way. No.
Place your hand on your heart. On your heart. Put your hand on your heart. Father, I pray tonight for the hearts of your children. Soften our hearts, O oh God. Melt our hearts, O oh God. Trust our heart. Let our heart be trusting. Let us not be so wickedly unyielding and hard. We cannot believe in so many things. We look around us. We look at people and we doubt you, oh God. Help us to believe. Father, I thank you for miracles right now that are taking place. And I prophesy miracles and blessings of Jehovah. Thank you for your great breakthrough that comes into our lives. Receive your blessing right now in Jesus' name. Receive a miracle touch of the Lord. Receive the blessings of Jehovah into your life at this time. Father, I thank you for miracle. Receive healing. Receive blessing. Receive the touch of the Lord. Father, thank you so much. For your great blessing in Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. For the Lord will do great things in your life. He will. He will bless you abundantly. Cause His face to shine. He will send his angels to help you. He will send support. 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 For the Lord will send backups and support systems to assist you and to follow you because you trusted him. Because you put your faith in him, he shall never let you down. For he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. For tomorrow shall be better than today. For tomorrow shall be higher and greater than today. For the Lord shall lift you. For yesterday you did not trust him. But today you trust him. Today you didn't trust him, but tomorrow you trusted him. Therefore tomorrow shall be better. Because you had faith. And your heart was softened. Let the grace of Jehovah that brings support. I see support. And I hear the word support system. The grace of God to support. And the grace of God to help. May it be released now. Receive grace. Receive support. Receive backup systems for your life. Oh, for you shall be shielded on your right side. And you shall be lifted up on your left side. For the Lord shall strengthen you and support you. For you have trusted him and have believed in him. You shall live and not die. Because you trusted in he alone who can be trusted. Woe to he that put his trust in man and in the arm of flesh. May the blessings of Jehovah and the breast of El Shaddai overflow into your life. For he has done a great thing and has triumphed victoriously 
over the enemy. Thank you, Father, for your great blessing for your children. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 How many are trusting him tonight? How many are going to trust him tomorrow? Oh, how many don't want to be among the hard hearts? When God sees, he doesn't understand a lot of things. Don't even preach to him. Listen, when God is showing you mercy, he sends you somebody who talks to you. When he's not showing you mercy, he silences the people who can talk to you. Let me tell you a secret. Many people don't know. You know, I was preaching. Achezi. Achezi is what? Achezi. It's a gift. You know, I was preaching somewhere recently. And they were interpreting. I think they were interpreting to Fanti or Fanti as Achezi Fanti or Tree. It's Fanti. What is Tree? Gift. Achezi. But they would say achezi, achezi. As they would say achezi, achezi, and I was talking about pastor, an apostle, a prophet. They would say achezi. You know that God gave gifts yes. unto men. Then it struck me that a pastor or a man of God or something like that is a is a gift. When John Wesley came to England. He preached and preached around the whole country. At first they used to stone him. But at the end of his life, they clapped for him. And they received him as a hero everywhere. As an old man, he was received as a hero. France didn't have a John Wesley. France didn't have a John Wesley. If you read all the history books, they tell you that John Wesley is credited with preventing the revolution that happened in France. Anybody, if you get a film or a history book, if you can't read, watch a film about the French Revolution eh, and how they killed people and the chaos and the godlessness that came into that country. John Wesley is the gift France didn't have. A chesi. Is that, is that the right word? A chesi. Yeah. It's a gift. When God is blessing you, one of the highest gifts is He'll give you somebody. And people who don't have somebody to speak. Because maybe God has diagnosed that this person, his heart is too hard. He will not send somebody to talk to you. He will not anoint somebody to advise you. Every attesi that could have been given to you, every gift, no. The heart is too hard, it's too stiff. Don't talk. Leave him alone. Leave them. Leave her. Nigeria is Tufiakwa. Tufiakwa. Hey! 
So how do we say Atezi, 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 Atezi? I was hearing the words, give, give, give. It's like Atezi is like a present. Is that not? It's like a present or a package. It's the greatest package God can give to you. John Wesley, I read, when I read in the, in the introduction of the, one of the, the books of John Wesley, they, they, they write about it. And they said that when they killed the king, they killed the queen, they killed all those people in, 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 in France, they were coming to kill the kings and all those people in England. But the John Wesley revival and Methodism and all those in that spread, it calmed the country. Oh. A chase. God sent a gift to the country. And John Wesley had no interest in spreading it all over the world, just in England. And it spread to the whole world. May you never be diagnosed as somebody who must not be given a gift. Yeah. A gift. A gift that will help to the side. To the side. To the side. A gift that will help your marriage. <laughs> because do you know that if you don't have an attesi to, to minister into your marriage, if you don't take care of marriage, you go into flames. Yeah. And a chesy who said this your marriage is the same as this is that like this like this that they are all the same so cool down in the thing and be happy those of us in our churches let's thank god for our chases that have been given to us the greatest gift that i have been given are the people that god has given to me it's not money or things but people good people that's why when, when God, when Jesus ascended and he wanted to give gifts, he gave, he said, I'll, I'll make a, a man, you know, with a, like a shepherd. You know, today when I went to Abekan, I was sitting by the pastor. Then I, I was asking him about somebody. And I always like to sit by the pastor and they will always be telling me about it. So he was telling me, this is, the, this is Joanna, this is Ruth, this is Bruce, this is this, 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 this. And I was thinking, that, I said, if these people were in the cathedral, how do you know their names? But here are the hundreds of them. They are sitting there. The pastor knows this one who works here, this one who does this. It's like God has given a gift of somebody who knows your name and somebody who can speak. It's an achesi. Yes. <sighs> but when you are condemned, that achesi will be withheld. And instead, executioners. Executioners, the word guillotine was invented in France. The man who invented the thing was Monsieur Guillotine. Trying to get a quicker way to kill the people. Mr. Guillotine. And that is how that thing got the name Guillotine. Mercy. I see that gift coming into your life always the greatest blessing one day pastor richard sent me some tapes and when he sent me the tapes i felt he sent me the tapes i think he sent me chocolate he sent me some different things but so i look at the different things that he has said but when i saw the tape i had a feeling here look here i had a feeling it was warm a warm feeling of love that somebody really loved me and has given me something so precious you know for, for when god 
chooses. Maybe God has chosen that he will add me to the people who will be blessed by Rick Joyner. Because when you go onto Rick Joyner's website and you go onto other websites in the world, you see how a lot of people hate him and criticize him. And so God has chosen me and has softened my heart to be able to receive yeah. an achesi yeah. like a prophet of such a level. I'm blessed. May your heart always have softening oil. But I have some bad news. As you get longer in the church, the heart becomes harder. Mercy. <laughs> so if you've been around for a long time, remember, it's likely, careful now, it's likely that you can do this thousand times, but you still have to, you still have to know that it's likely that your heart is getting harder. That is why these days I am happy with the revelation that God is showing me about the blood. Because as I study about the blood, I realize that I need cleansing. And that I am a dirty person. Every day I kneel down. I kneel down and I say, oh God, oh God, I'm such a bad person. I'm so sure of it now. If somebody wants to clap for me, I would like to run outside. You are all deceived as you clap. Then when you finish clapping, then I'll come back. You have clapped for the air. Wear dodge. But you see, when you don't have a revelation, you look at your works and you begin to feel, oh. How great thou art. How great thou art. How great thou art. And then you begin to count the things you haven't done. I don't do this. I don't do this. Or if the last time I did this was so long that it has been washed in the sea of forgetfulness. Achezi. Achezi. I feel God giving you gifts. My brother and my sister, the gift of God given to you are the men, the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the evangelists, the teachers. That's the achesi that God has for you to give you his gift. If God was to package a gift for you, he will package. I will send you somebody like this and I'll, I'll let him meet you and I'll let you find him. Amen. That's the gift I can give to you. Amen. There's no greater. One day. I don't know whether I'm preaching another type oh, of message. Listen. When I went to, one time I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I saw Papa Hagen. And the Lord, the Lord said to me, go and give him an offering. So I was giving my offering. But at a point I felt that, no, the guy is rich. The guy get, get the money, pal. So I won't, give, I won't give him the money again. <laughs> I had not gained insight. Tell somebody he had not gained insight into the incident of the loaves, for his heart was hardened. Then the Lord said to me, 
Do you know that? Even the money that you have is because of this man. I was surprised. He told me the cars. The blessing that I have is because of the gift of God that God gave to me to this man. That is through the anointing that is on my life that there is a car park outside that can take me home today. And that I have a job. And that I have things. Even my house. I mean where I live. It's all the, through one person that God imparted something to me that I have something to do. Even a job. Oh. I realized. That's when I realized. Because he hasn't given me money before. So I don't see why he has been a blessing to me financially. He hasn't given me any money before, so I don't see why he, I, I mean, I, I, any part of my financial life, the Lord showed me that everything, if I want to travel to London tomorrow, I can fly, I will not even think about what is the cost of the ticket. It's as easy for me to go to London as it is for me to go to America. It's a connection there. It's a grace. And a chessy one. God didn't give me a ticket, oh. he didn't give me money, but he gave me a blessing. He should have just said he sent gifts. He sent, he sent, he sent apostles. We, we think it's a metaphor. It's poetry. But it's true. It's true. Praise is true. It's true. It's a gift. When I, when, I, when I go into my house, it's because of the grace and the anointing of God. I was telling somebody today, say, look at these people who work for me. Lawyers, doctors, they love me with all their heart and they work for me. I said, do you think that if I was working at Kolebu Polyclinic, any of these people would even wave at me when they see me? Would they even wave and say bye-bye? <laughs> God has blessed me. I said, God has blessed me with something. It's a grace. It's a gift. A chesi. May the Achesi of Jehovah meet you in time. I say, may it meet you in time. Shabakalo May you find the book that you must find in time. May you come in contact with the thing you must find. May you experience the activity of Jehovah, his provision and his grace for you in time, just in time. The gift, Reverend Saki, I'm talking about the gift. I'm talking about the gift. In time, may I receive it in time. One day I had a vision. 
downstairs in my basement, somebody came and a, a man of God was there. And the man brought a bottle. In the bottle were the ashes. And he said, this is reverend, great man of God that you have loved. This is ashes. And he said, put it here. He said, soon your ashes will also be in a bottle. Put it here. And when I put it here, then they gave me a coat. He said, this is his coat. Wear it. When it's finished, you will turn into ashes and somebody will carry wear the coat. God's gift is to give you something and it comes from the coat is not my coat it's not anybody's coat it's a coat that was with somebody it was on somebody he said put the bottle here with the ashes put it there and wear the coat one day you will also be turned into ashes and this coat will be given to somebody else i'm talking about achese i'm talking about the highest kind of present the gift that is higher than money more precious when the bible talks of the blood and the oil and the gift of god more precious than silver and gold and corruptible things that are higher things from god higher things from god given to us achese 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 with hell from having hearts a chessy with help from difficult people. A chessy with help from those who will not believe. A chessy with help from those who cannot see. The gift and the grace of God. May it never pass you by. But may you be partaker of God's grace and God's love and God's mercy. Receive it all. And from today, know what is the greatest gift. That God has given to you. Even if through that gift, the gift that God has given you, He never taken out 5,000 CDs to give to you. You know what it is? It is an achesi. It's a multi purpose achesi that will find its way into so many aspects and things of your life. Hallelujah. May you carry the coat of your father one day. May you wear the dress of your father in the realm of the spirit one day. May you walk with graces and oils and gifts that God sends to you one day from your Father. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.